0: Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, wa kafa wa salatu wa s-salamu ala ibadihi al-lazeen as Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash bismillahir rahmanir bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Ala bi tatma quloob sadaqallahu al-azim. Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters... There are all kinds of conditions that come upon insan that we face from time to time. Every time there is something new, there is something different that keeps occurring. And all this is a challenge, all this is a test from Allah's side. <coughs> Nevertheless, in all these situations, Allah Ta'ala has given us the prescription of how we can overcome these challenges. What is a way of still continuing with life without becoming overwhelmed with all the situations that engulf us, that come upon us. And in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala has given the prescription in a very concise manner, the whole Quran Sharif is concise. So Allah Ta'ala says that Allah ta'tma'innul qulub. That with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, do the hearts get peace? Now whatever a person may do, whatever they may say, At the end of the day, this is what everybody is searching for. Somebody in one way, somebody in another way. But the bottom line is this. If somebody was told up front that, look, there's a business here. And come and take on this business. And Inshallah, in a very short time, you'll make a very big loss. Now, can we imagine such a thing? Somebody is being invited Come and take on one business, and the person is being told, Inshallah, in a very short time, you can make a very big loss. So please come and take it on. Is there any person in his right frame of mind, any sane person, would say, Okay, this is a very good proposition. Let me take it. Nobody wants that. Everybody wants profit. Everybody wants to progress, wants to succeed in that business by making profit. Or somebody is told that look, there's some function taking place here. You come, Inshallah, within minutes. You'll be totally depressed. Such a unique function that's going to be taking place that within a few moments you'll be miserable, you'll be feeling heartbroken, you'll be feeling depressed, you'll be feeling completely lost, confused. So you are being invited also to come. Now, maybe some people might accept such an invitation, but if they do accept such an invitation, Then maybe others who come to know that this was the invite and this person accepted the invitation They'll all get together, make some collection and sponsor this person's treatment at the psychiatrist Because this is something, this kind of invitation that come to this function where you'll get depressed very quickly You'll feel totally miserable, you'll be heartbroken, you'll feel totally lost And somebody still accepts that invite Can you call it an invite? Have you heard anybody in the whole world Giving such an invite to start off with? So nobody wants that So a person who goes to some function A person who goes to some kind of venue Whatever might be taking place there A person who starts off some business A person who takes on some job A person who does anything in life He is building a house So somebody says, look, I can build a house for you I'll build it for you very quickly and it will be such a house that every day you'll have a problem with it. One day something will fall, the other day something will break and don't worry, I'll do it for you. So is there any person in his right frame of mind who will accept this? He'll want to run far away that this is some madman. He is even telling me that he'll build such a house for me that every day I'll have a problem. So nobody wants a problem, nobody wants a difficulty, nobody wants to be in a state of turmoil. Nobody wants to be in a situation where they are feeling totally broken. So Allah Ta'ala also is giving us the prescription that we don't fall and don't put ourselves in such a situation. The difficulty in the, or the challenge in the whole thing is that many a times what will give us the same end result that we are talking about, which if we are invited to, we will say the person is mad, he is inviting me to such a thing, he is inviting me to become depressed, he is inviting me to be broken, to feel miserable, He's is a mad person, and do you think I am mad to accept such an invitation? But unfortunately and tragically, this is exactly what happens, but just that the guys is something that is put over it, the deceptive cover that is put over it is that you will be very happy here, come through. This is the deceptive cover behind the very same thing that we are just talking about that if somebody invited us to that, that you will get depressed here, you will get miserable, then we will say we are mad if we invite accept that invitation. But now the person has put a very deceptive cover over it. Like One person received one gift. It was all very nicely wrapped. And it was very, very attractive from the outside. Nice big size box. And it seemed little heavy. So now the person's mind is running. What could be inside here? And this looks like a very expensive thing. It's heavy, big. So whatever... His mind could run through some appliance, some whatever else. So in any case, now the person opened it. But when he finally finished opening it up, this was an an explosive device. And the person now opened it as he lifted the lid of that box. This thing exploded and it took his life. Unfortunately, these kind of things happen from time to time in war-torn areas or people who are in high position and people make some attempts to assassinate them. These kind of things happen. So now this person when he received the gift or when he received that box it was very deceptive from the outside. From the outside it seemed like it will make his life. Because something so big, so heavy must be really something worthwhile inside. But that which he thought was worthwhile, that which he thought is going to make his life Under the cover, behind the scenes, that was now just ready to destroy his life. So likewise, many things invite us, tempt us, and put forward a very deceptive cover. That you come here, you'll enjoy yourself. Especially now this time of the year, we spoke about it last week as well, this December period is coming, where shaitan will put in all the deceptive covers. December, also starts with a D and deception is also with a D and these two things when we get caught up in the deception of December then is disaster, that's the third D. So when the temptations come, nobody is going to be told come to this club and uh, you'll find by the time you leave here you'll be a broken person, you'll be totally miserable. And you'll be lost. Or come to this casino. By the time you leave from here, you'll be bankrupt. And by the time you leave from here, you would have even broken your family, because that's happening every other day. Somebody is addicted to drugs. They are becoming a problem to themselves. They're losing their family, losing their izad. Somebody is becoming addicted to gambling. They're losing their entire, their businesses, their homes, their families, because now one thing leads to another. Somebody is addicted to some other kind of They are addicted to some kind of illicit things Now one thing leads to another And a person now loses everything Loses deen Loses dunya also Everything goes So Now from the outside it seems very very tempting From the outside it seems like This will be the most enjoyable thing From the outside it seems like This will be something that will give me a lot of peace and unfortunately, this kind of deception Nafs and Shaitan put in us in many things. This is something which is a little bit of a diversion from what we are talking, but is related also. Sometimes, for example, a person has got some kind of uh, ill feeling towards somebody, or whatever it might be, so now the person wants to take it out in some way. Sometimes, this is also something that happens. For example, in a school, in a madrasa, in some institution, these kind of things happen. Somebody has a problem with some teacher, maybe. The teacher reprimanded them, now they took it wrongly. Whereas the teacher is reprimanding the person for their own benefit, but now that person took it very negatively. Or sometimes some fellow student, there's some problem with the fellow student that the fellow student now did something so now because it happened in school it happened in madrasa or it happened in the institution the person is in now because the mind is disturbed so what the person does feels I need to get this off I need to now satisfy myself in some way I need to remove this this weight I am feeling so how must I remove the weight so now maybe if I am angry with the teacher so take it out on the school I'm angry with the Apa so take it out on the Madrasa maybe. Or the fellow student, but because that student is in Madrasa now, so take it out on the Madrasa itself. So what the person might do might go and do something that will harm the Madrasa. Will go and maybe break something quietly. Nobody can see. Go and break it. Oh with the student now, got a problem one student, when in quietly now the books, everybody's exercise books are somewhere, when and tore the pages from half a dozen books, different students, to just make it look like, and they'll tear their own book also in the process too, to make it sound like not me, because otherwise how my book got torn. Or they will go and now rip something somewhere, go and break something, go and damage something, go and jam something up somewhere, and now the person feels now, okay, uh, now I, I'm feeling comfortable, but it doesn't make a person comfortable, it just makes a person more vulnerable to the attacks of shaitan, this is something which just is coming by the way, but this is Shaykh al he has stated one experience of his in his lifetime. And he says that I have seen this repeatedly, that especially things to do with a madrasah, with anything that is run with the public contributions, masjid, other things of this nature. I've seen it repeatedly that those who go against what the dictates of amanat is, whether in time, whether in looking after the property of that madrasa or that masjid, or whatever other public institution it may be, and in any other way, he says, I have seen it repeatedly, that there is one of two situations. Either that person is very committed to deen, and close to Allah Ta'ala, but the person slipped up in this particular aspect, then I saw the punishment from Allah Ta'ala coming very quickly. It came very quickly, it was small, but it came very quickly, almost immediately or very quickly. And the person was far away from deen, meaning not very conscious, person is haphazard, outwardly sometimes, student or whoever is now, very very conscious, but behind the upper's back, they're doing their own thing, something else then I saw that over time that person seemed to have been given respite which made the person feel even more bold and then but eventually that punishment came it came little later but it came really big and it came in a way that really as we say hit hard so the person was close to the end they got a jolt quickly small jolt got it quickly but the person was very haphazard Couldn't care less Saying something and doing something else Putting forward one picture and doing something else behind Then it hit also But it hit later But when it hit then it really hit hard Now this is the experience Of people who saw these things happen with their eyes Repeatedly And they are giving us the lesson Now we were talking about something else And we diverted completely But in any case what we were discussing was That these kind of things happen that there's a deception, like how in this case there's a deception that do this causes little harm or break this or damage that and it'll make me feel good. But it has never till Qiyamat will ever make such a thing make somebody feel good. It will make them more miserable just that they won't know where the misery is coming from. They won't be able to identify the source of the misery. But the misery is their own action. So likewise here. We were talking about the deception. The deception that comes in all these things that invite us towards haram. The outer cover is very very glamorous. Very tempting. That you come here, you'll really enjoy yourself. You take this phone and you start looking at anything and everything and you'll really uh, entertain yourself. You'll feel very very comfortable. Very nice you'll feel. That is the lie and the deception that is on the outside. That is the bait that is on the hook. But that bait is just there to catch the person. Now, Shaitan and Nafs dangle this bait of the deception of having a good time, of enjoying oneself. But as soon as a person has stepped into it, now the person is like in quicksand. And if the person doesn't take help immediately, then the person starts sinking slowly, gradually and things don't worry I'll, I'll just jump around a little bit and I'll be out of this. Whenever I want to now I'll just hop out of it. But now each time the person tries to hop out of it he seems to be sinking further. He needs urgent help. He needs to give his hand out to somebody and they will who is standing on the outside pull him out. But Shaitan at that time puts the thought of embarrassment that now somebody will say oh, what a stupid fool you are you walk into this quicksand you didn't have eyes so now I'll get called That maybe somebody will think now I'm foolish so that's the again further deception from the side of shaitan that you will be looked down upon or you'll be thought of as a foolish person whereas the person who is sincere he doesn't look at How can this person have not seen this quicksand? He is only concerned about how I can be of some help. So the point that we are making is that these things are all the time around us, these deceptions of nafs and shaitan to try and waylay a person. And Allah Ta'ala is telling us up front that look, don't get caught up in these things. You are obviously not wanting to be miserable. You are obviously not wanting to become depressed. You obviously don't want to be feeling low and down. You obviously don't want to feel broken-hearted. So, when this is the case, then don't get caught up in all these deceptions. You are not going in there to become negative. You are going in there, you want to be positive, that's the deception. You want to be positive, there's the prescription that we are giving you, which is guaranteed, which is 100%. And that is the prescription of Allah. بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ that verily with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala do the hearts get peace. Now the hearts get peace with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. We've discussed this on many occasions before. One is the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, the verbal zikr. This too is an extremely important thing. This is something that brings this capacity in the heart to become obedient to Allah Ta'ala. When it is done diligently, when it is done correctly, when it is done daily, It is done with concentration, with turning the heart to Allah Ta'ala. Then the more a person does this diligently, then a person's heart becomes attached to Allah Ta'ala. And everything has its limit to reach, the minimum limit to reach before it shows its effect. There's a tank and the Tank is filling in on one end, but the the exit point is at the top end of the tank because this tank has to now fill into a certain point, and then the exit point is on the top. A person is filling in some water there, so it's filling in, filling in. But on the other side, the person who's standing there and looking at the pipe that is leading out of it, he says, "There's no water in here. I'm waiting so long." I can't see any water. But the person who knows, he is seeing the water going in. He's saying, Don't worry, just be patient. Just now. It'll come. Now he waited again, he says, but now I'm getting impatient now. Nothing's happening. He says, No, you just keep filling, don't worry. Now he keeps filling in time now. The water has reached a certain level. When it's reached a certain level, now it starts gushing out on the other side and giving the benefit to the person who's standing there. But we are in that microwave age. We press the button, we want to see it happen now. In the same instant, you will see it happen. But Allah Ta'ala's nizam and system is that this dunya, you are not going to see everything happen on the press of a button. Otherwise, there is no test left. And the other side of it is that if all the good had to happen on a press of a button, and we see the effects immediately, the good is happening, the effects are happening, but it is not necessary, we will see it happening immediately. But then, everything will work in the same balance if the good happens on the press of a button then the effects of the wrong we do also would have happened at the press of a button then the person makes one word of ghibat and immediately he's now suddenly he's got a facial paralysis he can't talk now somebody just cast one wrong glance and he's gone blind somebody just uh mocked someone And as soon as they just mocked someone and suddenly that person became a total fool. In the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that those who mock people in dunya a person many people unfortunately have this kind of habit. Keep mocking people. Make them feel low. Mock the person because of the person's whatever. Somebody because of his maybe color. Somebody because of his poverty. Somebody because of his Maybe he is not as intelligent as you Somebody because The person might not be uh, Coming from the same social Status and position Somebody is from a Ruling class now And somebody else is from somewhere So whatever the situation may be Now unfortunately people On the basis of these kind of things Mock others which is a major sin It's a terrible thing Now those who do these kind of things On the day of qiyamath the person will be in a very, very uh, bewildered state, a lot of grief and difficulty and hardship. So one door will open, the person will now plead for mercy. So he'll be told, okay, here this door is opening for you. Come here, this door, and you'll find, uh, you come to this door. So that door will open, and from the outside it will appear now, that when he gets to this door, he's going to enter into Jannah, and everything will be fine for him. So he'll come right to the door and the door will close in his face. Then again now he will be in this grief and in this pain and in this worry and this difficulty and hardship and then another door will open on another direction. And this will appear to now give him the solution he's looking for. So he will now rush towards that door. And with difficulty and with grief now he's dragging himself and getting there. And as he gets right to that door it will close in his face. And this will... Because now he was mocking in dunya. So now he is being mocked at in akhirat. But in akhirat that he is being mocked at... This is now not mocking... But this is the the effect of his action in dunya. This is the compensation for what he did in like. So now one door will open... And he will drag himself to it. And that will close up. And the next one will open. And that will close up. And this will go on and on. Now these will just be doors that will open up. Eventually... Nabi Islam says The door of Jannat will open for him In a distance he will see it But by that time he will be so despondent That this is also another door That will close in my face He won't even go towards that door So now Outwardly it seemed a lot of fun To mock others It seemed a lot of fun To make others feel low Make them feel down And make fun of them And have have fun at their expense It seemed very enjoyable, it seemed a lot of entertainment. But all these things come back, they hit back at a person. And sometimes a person might think he got away with it in dunya. But can we get away with it in akhirat? And that is the more difficult thing, that a person gets away with it in dunya. That is more difficult. Because now when nothing happened in dunya... And the person didn't even get the tawfeeq of making tawbah, of going and rectifying the situation, seeking the person's forgiveness. Because everything seemed to be going fine. Hurt somebody, did something behind somebody's back to bring them down, to hurt them in some way. And we thought nothing happened. But then it hits back. And it hits back in a way that then it is too late to do anything about it. So, what we were talking about is, that Allah Ta'ala is giving us this prescription. That you want this peace, you want this happiness, you want this contentment. So you go on doing what you have been asked to do. And what we have been asked to do, Allah بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ qulub, That you remember Allah Ta'ala. So one is this verbal remembrance. But that brings its benefit when it has come to a certain meaning. It's benefited all the time there. But a person will see the benefit when it has come to a certain point and to a certain level. In one ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, إِلَيْهِ يَسْعَدُ الْكَلِمُ الْطَيِّبُ وَالْعَمَلُ الصَّالِحُ يَرْفَعُهُ That the pure kalima, the kalima of tawheed, this rises towards Allah Ta'ala. Because this has that potential. And وَالْعَمَلُ الصَّالِحُ يَرْفَعُهُ And good actions, this gives it further strength to go up. It's like supporting it, and take because this... Now it just depends on what is the person's level of ikhlas in it. How genuine he was in the recitation of this kalima. So somebody was very very sincere. Somebody is a little bit some deficiency in the ikhlas, whatever. But in any case he is a Muslim, he is a mu'min. So now his iman will rise. But then the amal salihah that he performed will give it the strength to go further up. Now this ayat comes before it is another ayat that مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ الْعِزَّةَ الْعِزَّةُ Jamia and thereafter Allah Ta'ala says yes adul the person who wants respect so respect comes from where somebody thinks I'll have some contact some political contact somebody in some kind of position somebody who's very wealthy if I'm in contact with that person I'll get respect or somebody who's a very prominent person in society I become his close friend I'll also have respect Or somebody thinks their respect is in their branded garments. If I'm wearing Sharqiya, then maybe people will think I'm from Gharbiya somewhere. I'm wearing Sharqiya, which means from the East. They'll think now I'm also part of the West. So, now somebody might think that this is what's going to give me respect. And somebody will think that respect is in what kind of phone I got. Or respect is what kind of car I drive. Or what kind of other things and material possessions I have. Now these are all the things that unfortunately... This is where we are looking for respect. So Allah Ta'ala is saying to us, that don't look for respect in all these things. Respect is not in these things. jamia. If you are looking for respect, then respect is with Allah Ta'ala. And how will this respect come? adul tayyib The Mufassirin explain, that when, the Kalima Yatayibah, this is meaning zikr in general and the Kalima in particular, when this is recited regularly. Now obviously, we're talking about a person now who's Mu'min, so he has his iman, so he is now regularly reciting the Kalima Yatayibah. So he's making zikr of Allah ta'ala in regularity. And after a while, and together with that, well, and he's doing Amal Saliha also, so now obviously this takes care of. All the things he's supposed to do and all the things he's supposed to refrain from. So he's doing what he's supposed to do and he's staying away from what he's supposed to refrain from. And together with that is zikr. Now, when this reaches a certain level, diligently, and now we are in so sometimes he slipped up, but when he slipped up, he immediately made janman toba, sincere toba, he made istighfar, then he's still muttaki. Like a person, his wuzu broke, he went and quickly renewed his wuzu. So then he is also perpetually in wuzu. So now, the person now is continuing in this way. amal and Dhikr. amal saliha and Dhikr. With diligence, with regularity, continuity, and moving on. Then a time comes when this reaches its certain point. When it reaches its certain point, then the doors open. And... This this ayat also is at the beginning of Suratul Al-Fatir. And Alhamdulillah, Fatir is Wal-Ard, Ja'il, malaika Rusulan, Uli, Ajnahtim, Mathna, Wa Sulatha, Wa Ruba'. Then after further down, Allah Ta'ala says, Yaftahu Allah, Linnasi, Ma The ayat of the Quran Sharif. The crux of which is that Allah Ta'ala opens for who He wishes. Now, this is a whole sequence of things. That You want the doors open for you, This is the prescription. Amal with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And when this is done, regular, regularly, with diligence, then this brings that promise of what we are looking for, because it must come to its point. Now you want to eat some delicious food, it must get cooked to that point of now being complete. Now you put it in the oven for 10 minutes, and you took it out, and you say, now I must be able to eat it now. So you are not going to be able to eat it, it is not yet cooked. It needs, now, if there's something that can be cooked in 10 minutes, well and good, but now, do we have that kind of equipment? Do we have that kind of stoves? We don't. Now, somebody's heart is such that they did that zikr so diligently and with such depth and such concentration and such love of Allah ta'ala that in one Allah the person took the name of Allah ta'ala and his heart got filled with that nur and his heart got filled with that Itminan. He just merely took the name of Allah once, and that promise of that, Allah Bizikrillahi tatma he is physically tasting it. He is spiritually tasting it. But if a person hasn't reached that caliber, then he will have to continue with it till he brings it to that point. And in quantity he'll bring it to that point also, Allah will open the door to him. Now that itminan comes, now the doors open to Allah Allah's bounties, the na'mads, the spiritual bounties, which is the main thing, that now his heart is attached to Allah. When a person's heart is attached to Allah, then the person is not looking around what others have, and feel deprived. That I don't have this car to drive, so I'm feeling now down, and I don't have that kind of house to live in, which my neighbor has, so I'm feeling down, And I don't have that kind of material things that somebody else has, so I'm feeling down. Because his heart is attached to Allah Ta'ala. That person feels down, whose heart is attached to these material things but can't get it. And that person feels down, whose heart is attached to the material things and he has those things also. But he can't get what he's wanting out of it. He's wanting peace out of it. He's wanting happiness out of it. But that is giving him something else. That is giving him grief. So now, what is the use of it then? So that peace comes from Allah Taala's side, and it comes in the midst of challenges also, when a person is attached to Allah Taala. Because dunya is a test, so some kind of test will come, but the person whose heart is attached to Allah Taala, in the midst of all those tests also, he is still at peace. He is still in tranquility. He is still comfortable with Allah Taala, and his heart is still filled with the love of Allah Taala. And that takes him even closer to Allah Ta'ala. Because in that he makes sabr. And the a'mal which he could not reach Allah Ta'ala with, by means of that sabr he gets to Allah Ta'ala. And with sugar he gets to Allah Ta'ala. So this is the prescription Allah Ta'ala himself is giving us. That you want that contentment, you want that peace, you want that happiness, you want that tranquility. You don't want to be in a state of turmoil. You don't want to be in a situation where you all the time in this broken state. But you want your heart to be content and tranquil, then Allah qulub, In the remembrance of Allah ta'ala, do the hearts get peace? In the remembrance of Allah ta'ala, one is the zikr of Allah ta'ala itself. From the depth of the heart, not just haphazardly, not just to get over something, not just in order to discount the numbers. Allah ta'ala's name is so great that the person takes it even without concentration, too, he'll still get some benefit out of it. But we want the desired effect of it that will have to come with the diligent zikr done from the depth of the heart done consciously done for Allah Ta'ala alone then a person won't be looking for other ways to try and entertain oneself trying to entertain oneself by disturbing others by mocking others by trying to break other things down by trying to damage something by trying to bring somebody down we won't be looking for all that our hearts will be attached to Allah Ta'ala will turn to Allah Ta'ala, ask from Allah Ta'ala and see everything happening from Allah Ta'ala alone so when that happens, now a person the doors are open for him, now he is not making all kinds of other issues up for himself and for others so this is the lesson that we need to focus on, this is what we need to aspire for, and especially as we get closer to this silly season we have to remain intelligent, we don't become silly We don't make ourselves fools By getting caught up in this deception By getting caught up in this quicksand And Allah forbid Many a person then goes so deep down That then it takes months on end For a person now With a lot of effort And a lot of hard work And help from others To try and come out of that mess And sometimes it's so serious That that mess then It leaves Perpetual Effects as long as the person is in dunya, the person has to live with the consequences of it. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So, therefore, we need to start developing the zikr from now, increasing it, doing it more diligently, doing it from the depth of the heart, and focusing towards Allah Ta'ala. In this way, inshallah, we'll find that we will be at peace, we'll become a source of peace for others also. For those at home, for those around us, our own friends, our household people, Whoever we are with, we will become a source of peace for others also. Otherwise, we will be miserable ourselves and will become a source of misery for others also. So may Allah wa ta'ala give us the true reality of his zikr, of his remembrance, remembrance in the verbal manner and the real remembrance is the obedience of Allah. Ta'ala. The person who is in the obedience of Allah, ta'ala, he is in the true remembrance of Allah. Ta'ala. Allah ta'ala make us his true and obedient servants. Inshallah, in the manner of practicing on this, After the dua, for three minutes to five minutes, we will just sit in our places, and very quietly, just from the depth of our heart, turn to Allah Ta'ala, in zikr, in some istighfar, from the depth of the heart, astaghfirullah, 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 taking Allah Ta'ala's name, with all, with great muhabbat, Allah Ta'ala's blessings and bounties, which are innumerable, countless, keeping that in mind, and Bikallahu ta'ala's name Allah Allah from the depth of the heart for a few minutes inshallah to just develop this so that we continue with this practice daily thereafter Allah ta'ala give us all the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahirabbil alamin Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakash shukru kulluhu Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an anta kama athnayta ala nafsik جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن تخفلنا لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين